Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What's up, Montana? Welcome in. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're having a great day. It's a beautiful day out there again. Gosh, can't believe how nice it still is in the state of Montana. It's supposed to get cold later on this week, but we're not here to talk about any of that. We're here to have some fun. Jam-packed Duana is now today. Thanks so much for tuning in. We are live on ESPN Radio around western Montana, as well as around the great state of Montana on SWX Montana Television. You want to stream this show? Go to 1029ESPN.com. You'll find all sorts of good stuff there, including the live stream. Just click on Listen Live. You can also find all of our various podcasts there as well. You want to call us? You want to text us? 888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rankish Brothers RV phone line. We are, of course, broadcasting from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana. They're located here in the Garden City at the corner of Stevens and Mount, they boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. So head on down to Northwest Motorsport, or you can visit them online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Can we get things started with Grizz Great? It's been teasing this for a little while, but we're actually going to play it today. Johnny Edwards, 
the uh, Johnny Montana, the former University of Montana quarterback who led the Grizzlies to the 2001 National Championship. We'll hear an excerpt of that podcast with him. That is live on all your various podcasting platforms. We're also going to hear from Alex Eshelman, Montana State Minute. She is the sideline reporter for Bobcat Football Broadcast here on SWX, doing a great job. Uh, over there covering the Bobcats in all forms of fashion. I guess she's on the sidelines during the game, but she's a reporter in general, so she's doing a good job covering the team. And she stops by once a week to give us uh, some insight and some tidbits about Bobcat football. Uh, MSU does host Cal Poly for homecoming this week in Bozeman. Of course, the Grizzlies at home against Dixie State, an out-of-conference game for Montana before they step back into Big Sky Conference play. It's also a week at Wednesday. So we got some fancy football advice and commentary for you and an opportunity for you to win a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Also, like we do each and every Wednesday, the ESPN Roundtable. Jeff Safford, Missoula Paddleheads will swing by. We'll talk all things baseball. And then we'll send you home on this Wednesday with the Grizz Star of the Week. This week, Joey Elwell. He's a sophomore. What position does he play? I'm going to ask him what he thinks. To me, it's an H-back. On the depth chart, it's a fullback. To the layman fan, it's like a hybrid tight end fullback. I'm not really sure. I like to call it the H. We'll see what Joey has to say. But he's got two touchdowns in two weeks for Montana, so he's contributing on the offense more than just a blocker. Uh, So pretty fun. Before we get into uh, a mostly football-heavy conversation today, this is cool. This is something we've been involved with uh, for quite some time. The Wildfire Defense Systems presents the Watson's Children's Shelter Tennis Prom Pro-Am hosted by the Peak Health and Wellness Center. It lasts from the October 21st through the 24th. There's a pro auction on October 21st from 6 to 9 at the Barn on Mullen. The pro auction is the night to secure your spot in this year's Pro-Am tournament. That's a tennis tournament, by the way. This fun and exciting evening includes a raffle and live auctions of several professional teams and tennis players, excuse me, Tennis pros like Matt's Weilander, Brenda Schutz-McCartney, Jesse Witten, Robert Kendrick, Luke and Murphy Jensen. There's also a complimentary dinner and a cash bar. The silent auction will be uh, live the week before the event and will end at midnight on the 23rd. That's the Saturday of that weekend. The winners will be able to pick up uh, their items at the Peak Racket Club Center Sunday morning after the end of the tournament. Um, But there's all sorts of fun stuff. Again, a full breakfast bar Saturday and Sunday, Saturday lunch and a tour of the Watson's Children's Center. This is all to raise money for a great cause. Ryan Tutel's MC in this thing, formerly of this show. And uh, there is tickets and more information available at watsonchildrenshelter.org, watsonchildrenshelter.org. There's no tickets uh, for purchase, so you can just say the info on the website is fine. So uh, for all of your information, just go Watson Children's Shelter. Uh, org. And again, 100% of the proceeds of this great event go to the Watson Children's Center, whose mission is to provide safety, nurturing, and stability to families and children through quality services and trauma-informed care. So very cool to be a part of that. A story before we get into the Grizz Greats for the week. Uh, I've been uh, going over and, and ending my, at least out in the public portion of my work day, I do a lot of writing late at night. For Skyline Sports, but um, I've been doing my uh, sort of either selling or interviewing out in the public. Tuesdays has been ending at uh, SWX Montana over there at the ABC Fox Montana Studios. Been recording with my good friend Sean Rainey. He was the pretty consistent Wednesday co-host during the spring and summer of this show. And uh, 
Fall is just really busy, and Sean had to switch around some of his days off. His, work, his wife's got a new work schedule. Regardless, we're not going to bore you with the personal details, but it's a lot more convenient for the both of us to record over there at SWX. Therefore, then, we've usually led this show, Nuana's Now, with uh, my sh- conversation with Sean. Well, uh, we've been trying to expand and continue to improve, and we want all the quality of everything we do to be as good as possible. So I got us a second handheld recorder. Uh, this one's pretty fancy. It's even newer than the one we've been using for the last two years. And uh, I've been experimenting with it, and I thought I had the experiment nailed. But it turned out I didn't at all. So Sean and I had a great conversation. It's about 30 minutes last night, all about Grizz football and uh, a bunch of other various topics. But because of the way that it was recorded on the hand recorder, uh, and because of my lack of knowing what channel it was supposed to be on, uh, it, it was pretty distorted, and uh, we didn't want to hurt your eardrums with that kind of stuff, nor demean our product here. So that's a look behind the curtain. We'll almost always have Sean. I'm going to try to fit, doctor this sound up, maybe play it on a podcast where you can adjust the playback a little bit more effectively than what it would be on this radio because we're broadcasting in HD. I mean, this is KKVU HD4 here uh, for ESPN Radio, and uh, – I just don't want to blow up out your truck speakers or, or your eardrums or whatever. I just I want it to sound good. So maybe we'll have that for a podcast later on. If not, sorry about it. But uh, we'll get back with Sean next week. All that's to say, I've been teasing Grizz Grits for a little while, and now we got it back rolling. And it uh, took a little while because we like to have new podcast channels for new properties, even though this is the third edition of this uh, series. And it takes a little while for those things to get approved. And so we're now up and running. We're on all your uh, podcasting platforms. And got two episodes published so far. Got several more coming at you pretty uh, in, in short order. Uh, you got Dylan McFarlane, Johansi Humphrey, and Atu Molden all recorded. The Grizz Greats of this year, by the way, if you haven't been paying attention, the 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Champion. So it's a 20-part podcast series commemorating the 20th anniversary of the University of Montana's last football national championship. So we started this thing off with Johnny Edwards. That episode in its duration is available for you on all your podcasting platforms. I like to use Spotify, but I know that there's a lot of Apple podcasters and Google podcasters and all that sort of stuff out there. So um, you can download this anywhere. But this one's live, as is Vince Huntsberger, former All-American safety for the Grizzlies. And I'll have Dylan McFarlane and uh, Johansi Humphreys probably later on this week, Atu Molden sometime next week, also hoping to get Joe Glenn uh, under wraps and, and get that one all produced next week as well. So stay tuned for all of that. Look forward to uh, catching up with all those guys and sharing all of that with you. Well, we got this series, this 20-part podcast series, kicked off with Johnny Edwards, Billings, Montana native and the quarterback of that 2001 National Championship Grizz team. Grizz Greats is brought to you in part by Blackfoot Communications and First Security Bank of Missoula. When I think back on it, I take pride in the fact that relatively young men, we were able to look at what it was in 2000 and get 100 guys going in the same direction, get back there and win it the next year. To to me, that's one of the things that really is significant is to get that many people on the same page and get going from everybody moving to one goal, putting in the time and the effort, off-season and everything that's required. That, That to me is exceptional.
Grizz Greats, the 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Championship Grizzlies. I'm Coulter Nuanas from ESPN Missoula and our Grizz Greats series, presented proudly by Blackfoot Communications and First Security Bank. It started John Edwards, Johnny Montana, the quarterback from Billings, who led Montana to that 2001 National Championship. Edwards, a multiple-year starter at Montana, threw for 6,704 yards and 46 touchdowns, ran for 16 more, and he was 48-9 during his four-year career from 1999 to 2002, 27-4 as the starting quarterback, and as a junior, led Montana all the way to its second Division I National Championship. This podcast series, a 20-part podcast series chronicling that 20th anniversary, which also happens to be the last time Montana won a Division I AA and or FCS National Championship. Thanks so much to John Edwards for joining us. Without further ado, the debut of our third iteration of Grizz Greats. Grizz Greats, the 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Champions. It seems like just yesterday and a lifetime ago that the University of Montana last claimed a football national championship. 20 years ago, the Grizz rolled to their second national title in seven years behind a Montana-made roster featuring some of the most memorable figures in the history of the Grizz. While much has changed with the Montana program and much has changed about Missoula, the one thing that hasn't changed is the trust folks around Montana can have in First Security Bank. First Security Bank has long been one of the fiercest supporters of the University of Montana and its awesome sports teams. And First Security Bank is proud to support Grizz Greats, the 20th anniversary of Montana's 2001 National Champions, a 20-part podcast series with interviews and memories from that unforgettable run by the Grizz two decades ago. First Security Bank, proud supporters, ESPN Missoula and the Grizz Greats podcast series. Pretty outstanding run of quarterbacks in the time preceding you. Dave Dickinson, like you mentioned, a guy that everybody in Montana kind of looked up to, but then Brian Ayat, a guy that was a just outstanding, unbelievable thrower of the football, and then Drew Miller, one of the great arm talents the Grizzlies have ever had, quite frankly. So what do you remember about looking up to those guys and the standard that they set for you at the quarterback position? Oh, for sure. You know, and, and you know, in, in terms of, you know, uh, offense, by the time that I really got, there that that had changed i mean we were still running the high octane offense when i was a a freshman that i was was running and you know throwing the ball 45 times a a game and and that kind of thing and and you know as we as as we transitioned out of that um the offense and the philosophy was just so much different you know coach glenn his philosophy was that we get a really really solid defense and your job as a quarterback is not to turn it over and, and don't screw up and uh, and hand the ball off. And, and and I really learned that from, you know, Drew was um, Drew had a had a does have a phenomenal football IQ and you're and you're right when you say his his throwing ability. Um, I, I've never seen a guy to be able to to accurately place the ball where he placed it all over the field. It was it was just incredible. And and we're so lucky that we had Drew because we had a you know, when we, when, when Brian graduated, we just, we didn't, we had really young quarterbacks like myself and, and Nick. And I think without Drew coming in, we would have, um, we wouldn't have any of the success that, that we did. So I learned a, a lot from Drew. Um, it was frustrating to watch a guy that could sit there and put the ball exactly where he wanted to go. And, uh, and no matter how hard I tried, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't do the same. And, uh, so, but uh, no, I learned a, learned a ton, and uh, you know, just the philosophy of the game and the way we did it. I mean, that's how we won the national championship was 
we had a phenomenal defense, and we had a guy named Yohansi Humphrey and uh, a great offensive line and control the ball and, and don't turn it over and, and let your defense uh, do it and, and let the O-line and, and Yohansi do it. So um, certainly learned a lot from those guys, but, you know, the the whole philosophy really changed from, you know, 95, 96, uh, 97 uh, until Joe got there where we uh, we changed the offense. When Drew Miller graduated, then a quarterback competition, and these are always fun to cover uh, from a media perspective, but uh, what do you remember about sort of your mentality coming into that, and, and what do you remember just about the quarterback competition in general as you kind of transition then into the 21st century? Yeah, no, and it's, uh, well, uh, the the coaches went out and, and got Brandon Neal, uh, to, who, of course, I played against at, at CMR, who had uh, Brandon had gone and, and played at Wyoming, and it was the, it was the best move that, uh, you know, at, at first you kind of thought uh, for for a minute that it, you know, hey, this is you know my job. I've been here and the, you know supposed to have it. But uh, clearly, the the coaches knew exactly what you need. And, and, and Brandon was a was a fabulous quarterback, and it ended up. I mean, that's uh, so one of the other reasons that we we even won the national championship is that uh, we we needed two quarterbacks that were that were solid, and um, and that's what we had. I mean. Guys get hurt. I got hurt. Brandon came in off the bench uh, a number of times with phenomenal performances, and I think if we didn't have, uh, you know, if we didn't have that, um, we wouldn't have got as, as far as we did. And you know, that's the one thing that you know you watch the FBS national championships and and the playoffs and stuff. You know, those those teams really only play eight to, to ten games. When you were going through those stretches of you know, playing four playoff games uh, to include the, the national championship two years ago. I mean, there's 16 game seasons and, um, you know, they're, they're brutal on you physically. So uh, the coaches were, were spot on in the fact that we needed two solid dudes to, to do it. And that's, you know, ended up being what it took. So um, competition brings out the best in everybody. And, uh, you know, there was, there was never a moment where you thought you could, you know, take it, take a day off or anything like that. Cause you know, your job's in, in jeopardy. So, um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's tough at time. It, it takes, um, when those competitions are hot and heavy like that, you know, it takes, um, you gotta be respectful of one another. And, and Brandon and I always were, and we could, you know, we could talk and even if we were in, in a heated competition, we sat next to each other in the locker room and, and we shared ideas and we, you know, we, we studied plays together and so on and so forth. So um, while it can be uncomfortable at times, it really did bring out the best in us. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. 
growing up in Missoula and going to games my whole life, it's always so interesting to me, too, because Grizz fans are, no question, among the most dedicated and passionate and obsessed and all of that. But also, it seems like there's everybody in Missoula always loves the quarterback competition, and there's always a lot of fanfare for the guy who's the number two quarterback. We've seen it all the way since Dave Dickinson was the number two guy behind Burt Wilberger back in the day. But, I mean, all the way through. And now, right now, I know that uh, Montana's got a great, talented redshirt freshman and Chris Brown, a kid from Bozeman. He he always shows flashes, and people are always like, well, man, what, what if he's pushing Cam Humphrey? <laughs> but just that dynamic, you know, being in Missoula, being a part of Grizz Nation, and, and just hearing all the chatter, people love to analyze it. They love to play armchair quarterback themselves. So what was that dynamic like for you when you were in the midst of all that? Uh, I mean, hilarious. I mean, I... I, I... You know, I, I had the opportunity when I was backing up Drew, and Drew went through some injuries where, you know, he was getting flack, and, and they all wanted, and I'd come in and, and, and played, you know, in, in uh, the backup role, had played okay in a couple of games, and, and so I, I saw that. And then at the same time when uh, Brandon came in and I would have bad games, and uh, I, I've told my son, uh, hey, don't get – don't get down about it, man. I've had 20,000 people boo you. So um, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's not that big a deal, but uh, yeah, you know, and, and that is, that's, that's tradition there. And uh, it's the way it is. You got to have thick skin and, um, and you really do. I mean, it's all for the betterment of, of your team. And if you don't have strong play like that, um, I, I truly believe that, you know, if, if you don't have good competition and good backup, you're going to have trouble getting uh, through a, a season, uh, you know, with, with injuries and, and what have you. Well, let's talk about the 2000 season because you mentioned you guys made the run all the way to the national championship game, come up just short, but that was the expectation at that time. And Montana has had high and lofty expectations as a program ever since the Don Reed years. That moment, the 2000 qualification for the national championship game, the the third national title game in six seasons for the Grizzlies. But you fall just short to a Georgia Southern team that was unbelievable. Uh, That was pinnacle of their run as the dominant program in the Division I AA at time and now the FCS. What did you remember about that 2000 season and how much do you think that and just coming up just short in the national championship game started to set the stage for then what was a great run in 2001? It, I mean, it was, it was huge for us in, in, in that we were, you know, we, we did come up just so, so short. And, and I've, um, I've gone back and, and watched that game for, for probably 20 years. But, um, you know, we, we did lose some real key seniors that year that, that were so critical uh, to that run, Jimmy Ferris, you know, and, and guys like that that were that were so phenomenal and, uh, and and did so much for that that program that you know I think walking off that field and, and Drew uh, had suffered a, a number of injuries uh, that year and he was off and on uh, in his ability to to play and, and uh, got got hurt in the national championship uh, uh, you know that that year which obviously hurt our our chances uh, for that game. But I mean, it, it was pretty clear when that game was over that, you know, we knew exactly what, what we were going to do and where we were going to go and how we were going to do it. And uh, that uh, 2001 senior class with, um, you know, all the offensive linemen and, uh, you know, TJ Okers and Vinny Huntsberger and, and, and those guys, that was a, just a phenomenal senior class. And, and I mean, it was, it, it was, it was clear when we got back to Missoula that we're, go- we're going back there and, and we're going to put in the work to get there. So you go, John Edwards. A little foreshadowing for what would become of that 2001 
National Championship Grizz team. Very informative, very fun interviews to do. Hopefully everybody out there can go enjoy. Grizz greats the 20th anniversary of Montana's 2001 National Championship. Go download it. Put, get it in your habits. You're going to love it. You're going to think it's very interesting if you're a Grizz fan that knows about it. I think it'll make you very nostalgic. If you're a Grizz fan that maybe doesn't know about the history of the program or the most recent national championship for the Grizzlies, I think it's important to know. I think it's not just fun information. It's not just water cooler talk, but also history is important. And uh, to understand how we got to where we are right now, it's certainly important. So uh, go check out Grizz Greats, the 20th anniversary of the 2001 national champion Grizzlies, presented by Blackbook Communications, as well as First Security Bank. I'm Coulter Nuanas. This is Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Radio, and uh, as well as SWX Montana Television. Yesterday, we got a ton of texts during the show. If you want to be a part of the show, you want to be a part of the conversation, you want to talk with me or talk at me or tell me whatever, text us, 888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. One we didn't get to yesterday, this is referring to the Montana-Eastern Washington game, and maybe even the week before as well against Cal Poly. When your defense is on the field for 87 to 90 plays, which I believe it was in the high 80s against Eastern and 91, I know that for sure, against Cal Poly, uh, they can't keep up regardless of how good they are. That's what Bob Stitt tried to do to opponents. Okay, so interesting text there. That's not my opinion. That's what this person said, although uh, I think our opinions are the same. Uh, it's true, Montana right now, they're getting off the field so fast on defense, but also they're having a hard time moving the ball. And so, therefore, um, it's hard for them to control the game, even though they have had a lot of explosive plays, both defensively as well as uh, on special teams. So, um, you, know, you get what you emphasize. That's something I've learned throughout covering college football is most oftentimes you're going to be, if you are about something, if your identity is a defined identity, likely it's because that's what you emphasize. But at the FCS level, because there is a limited number of scholarships and the depth is, is not quite as uh, prolific, the uh, it's, it's harder to be great at everything. That's why North Dakota state has been so epic to watch these last 10 years or so. Because they have had the best run game in the country, and they have had the soundest defense in the country, and they have had multiple NFL players scattered across their offensive line, their defensive front seven. But then they've also had first-round draft picks at quarterback. So it's it's hard to be NDSU. In fact, that's why no one's ever done it. That's why we haven't seen an NDSU besides NDSU. And even that right now, uh, it may be towards its end. It's just interesting to see. I mean, North Dakota State lost to North Dakota on Saturday and it's just weird seeing North Dakota State ever lose. But regardless, um, Montana, they do need to control the ball better on offense, give their defense a little bit of a break. Because if that defense stays fresh, they are already one of the most ferocious, deep, and well-conditioned. So if they can have even more energy, that's nothing but a good thing for the Grizz. Another text from yesterday says, thanks for the great show on the Daily Entertainment. Your team puts in a lot of work. That's true. Uh, we appreciate you acknowledging. Excuse me, Andrew Houghton corrects me. NDSU won. That's right. Uh, but still down to the wire against UND. And uh, interesting just to see that there's been any sort of losses in the loss column. They lost a couple times in the spring. They did not win the national championship, and they have a loss this year as well. So uh, still interesting to watch uh, for sure. Um, the rest of this text, though, says your team puts in a lot of work. Yes, that's true. Number one, did the Grizz coaching staff get out coached? See, maybe Eastern made some adjustments 
And the Grizz didn't ad- adapt. Full disclaimer that I'm a fan of the current staff and I'm not asking for anybody to be fired. Okay, well, that's obviously not happening. Montana's got it rolling. From a coaching perspective, I did think that Aaron Best at least went toe-to-toe with Bobby Houck in terms of coaching. And uh, Bobby Houck admitted a couple specific head coaching errors, which I've never heard him admit to doing. So that was uh, definitely fascinating coming out of the Eastern Washington game. And, uh, you know, I thought Montana won the special teams battle, and often, if not always, that's coaching. I thought Montana played well enough defensively to win that game. They just didn't execute on offense, and uh, also it was uh, just, just Eastern Washington just made more plays straight up. So I don't even know if you can gravitate towards judging this based on the coaching and lack thereof, although I did think that Montana would have a definitive advantage amongst the coaching staff, and that was not the case. So at the very least, I would say uh, Aaron Best went toe-to-toe with Bobby Howick. The Stavs went toe-to-toe, and uh, that was something I didn't expect given the veteran nature of Montana's football staff and uh, some of the experience crossover they had had with Eastern Washington. Um, So all that said, that's a good job by Eastern Washington. And then the second question from this text, this is from yesterday's show. The upgraded corner position for Montana, did they get exposed some and are maybe a little vulnerable than expected? Is it schematics being put on an island against top-tier receivers? My interpretation is the latter. So what they're getting at there, that's absolutely true. I don't think they got out-schemed, nor do I think that those corners got exposed. I think they were going against the best receiving core in the United States of America who's getting thrown the ball by the best quarterback in the United States of America, and that's just point-blank what it is. If you're going to send the house like Montana does, you're going to have your guys in one-on-ones against Tololo Limo Jones or Freddie Robertson, or whoever else it might, and Efton Chisholm, you know, whoever else might be touching the ball, then I, uh, you're going to have a, an opportunity to lose that matchup. I mean, and Eric Berry had to make a couple perfect throws, which he did. They were perfect, and that, and that's why Eastern Washington won that game going away 34-28. to So I don't think it's an alarm. I don't think the Grizz secondary got exposed. I don't think it's a schematic issue. I just think that when you have – an exceptional quarterback who can keep plays alive, who can stand in the pocket, fire down the field with accuracy. Uh, I just think that when Eric Berrier makes that throw, there's nothing you could have done. You you chose to run the blitz. You executed the blitz. You hit Berrier in the face, and he still dropped it in the bucket. Uh, I don't really know how you can complain. Uh, outside of that, I think Montana's going to be just fine after this loss. I think it actually could be the thing that, thing that sparks their season. And uh, there's a lot to dissect and, and go into, but I thought it was two teams doing their what they do absolutely the best. And Montana have the upper hand because they were playing such good defense for the first three quarters of that game, and then Eric Berrier and the Eastern Washington Eagles snatching it away. Enough about that game. Let's transition to the game on the other side of the Continental Divide last weekend. There's also another one in Bozeman this weekend, the fourth already home game for the Bobcats. Alex Eshelman, SWX Montana Television, will join us here on Nuanez Now right after this. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. 
SportsBet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized SportsBet Montana location or by using the SportsBet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since SportsBet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. SportsBet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized SportsBet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Colton Kynes has decided to walk away from the game of football while several other Grizzlies are banged up. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Kynes, a 6'8", 330-pound former walk-on out of Missoula Big Sky, posted on his personal social media pages that he was retiring from the Grizz football team because of struggles with mental health. Kynes started the first three games of this season at right guard for Montana, but did not make the trip to Eastern Washington last week. The media arts major is scheduled to graduate in December. Two weeks ago against Cal Poly, Montana senior defensive end Joe Babros left the game with a lower body injury. He has not practiced since. Deary Todd, a former transfer from Michigan State, also left Montana's game at Eastern Washington over the weekend, but did return. Freshman running back Isaiah Childs also left the EWU game early and did not return. Late in the first half of that game, Cheney Grizz junior wide receiver Gabe Solzer left the game and did not return. He is expected to be out indefinitely. In the final minute of the game, Grizz quarterback Cam Humphrey suffered an injury to his right leg, and he is also expected to be out indefinitely. And finally, Grizz senior safety Gavin Robertson has been out for the last two games with a reported illness. He is expected to return. And on the soccer pitch, Camellia Zoo earned a third straight Big Sky Conference Player of the Week honor after posting her 7th and 8th shutouts of the season last week to help Montana stay undefeated in Big Sky Conference play. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Doing something mean to it, do it better than anybody you ever seen. Do it, screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just. What up, Montana? Happy Wednesday. Hope you're having an outstanding day. It's a beautiful day here in western Montana. Hopefully it's beautiful all the way around the state. Heard it's uh, about to be winter, so uh, sorry about it if you're disappointed by that. I'm excited for it because football in the fall should be play. It should be a little chilly. You should be wearing a coat to a football game. This is Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio Northwest Motorsport, new to Montana. You can also find the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest by visiting them online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Usually, we pre-record the following segment, but now, today, we're doing it live, and I'm very excited about it. I know she's not very excited about the cold, but uh, maybe she'll become more acclimated to it soon. She's Alex Eshelman. She joins us once a week here on Nuanas now for the Montana State Minute to talk all things Bobcat football and maybe even updates on Southwest Montana as well. Alex, thanks so much for being with us. How you doing? Colter, can you hear me? There you are. As I was saying, I know, I, I know you're not enthused about the uh, impending cold weather, but uh, good, good to have you on the show. Oh, Colter, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you know, these are our last few days, it looks like, at least for now. So I am soaking up the sun in every way possible. 
Well, that is definitely good. I know it's been some sun-kissed Saturdays at Bobcat Stadium already, so let's start there. Last week, Montana State, a 40-7 victor over Northern Colorado. Uh, The talking points coming out of this game that are the most interesting are uh, a broken clipboard, some tight pants, and a beautiful Bozeman Saturday. Other than that, Bobcat's (laughs) pretty much rolled. So what did you think? I know you were on the call last week, so what did you think from the sidelines? What did you see in the Bobcats? Right, Coulter. I know, definitely interesting storyline coming out there between uh, Coach McCaffrey, uh, Max McCaffrey, the OC, and um, and the clipboard story. Hopefully that all gets squared away. It sounds like they're working in, internally to get all of that sorted out. Uh, but in terms of the game, such an exciting performance. The most beautiful day that we've had so far at Bobcat Stadium. My favorite part was the connection between So, first of all, we had the Callahan O'Reilly interception, right? That was his first career pick, followed up by the Lance McCutcheon touchdown, his his first rushing touchdown of his career, and then the second on the day for him. Two Bozeman natives. How fun was that to see? Um, And then we also had Eric Zimbrano's first pick of his career. Just a beautiful performance offensively, such a complete performance. you know, between the rushing attack, the passing attack offensively was perfect. And then defense just seems to keep getting better and better, in my opinion. Um, Ty Okada is just an animal. So fun to watch him play. Daniel Hardy uh, had, a, had a great game. Um, it, it was a great, great, great win for the Bobcats moving into their third conference game this weekend. That's one of the most fascinating parts about this team to me is that we've already talked about some of the guys that have blossomed before our eyes into stars like Ty Okada and Daniel mm-hmm. Hardy. That already you know that gives right. an already elite roster a couple more elite guys. But now we see some of the young guys coming as well. And I know that there's been some scrutiny about the the schedule that Montana State's playing. You know, a lot of people are thinking, what do we think of the Bobcats right now? Because that you know they're just taking care of business against overmatched teams on their home field, which they should. But that said, I think that the building of confidence amongst a, uh, the younger guys on the roster is huge. Saw James Campbell go down with an injury against Portland State, mm-hmm. and Simeon Woodard steps in. He's balling. He had a pick against Portland State, and now Eric Zambrano, you mentioned him, his first career pick. So that's a freshman and a sophomore. And so it just seems to me that even though Montana State has been rolling in these games, they've also been able to get way more guys involved. So what have you thought of some of their young players stepping up? Right, Coulter, and I'm really happy you kind of talked about the confidence aspect. Coach Vegan specifically pointed that out in his postgame press conference. He said, I'm so pleased so far with the progression that my that our team has made. Back in, from starting back at the spring game in April to now, he said it's pretty incredible, and I think that when you have a first-year head coach and a new coaching staff and all of the transition that happened within this past year, year and a half, I think that Montana State's schedule is is perfect for what this team is right now. They needed to be able to build that confidence in this first part of the year. And then in terms of the younger players stepping up, love Justice Perkins, love TJ Session. They've been able to fit right in to that O-line group this season, um, and they're doing a pretty good job up front considering Montana State has the uh, for their first in the big sky in rushing yards per game, so you can't complain there. And then um, defensively, like you said, Eric Zimbrano has been one. I know Jeffrey Campbell isn't a freshman by any means, but he is a transfer from Oregon State. It's been fun to watch him play. 
and uh, like you said, Daniel Hardy as well. Again, uh, a senior leader on this team, but making that transition to um, for, to that DB position and just dominating so quickly within these first five games has been exciting to watch. Alex Esterman joining us on the Rankage Brothers RV phone. Nice, the Montana State Minute. We do this once a week, just checking in on all things Bobcat football. And uh, do, what do you think? I mean, do you feel like this is an advantage or a disadvantage to have your schedule front loaded like this with so many home games? Because Montana State, they play their fourth of six home games on Saturday. And on, you can talk about the, the quality of the opponent, but also the fact is that they're getting these games out of the way. On one end, you could say the weather's a lot nicer, but the way that this program was built under Jeff Choate, he actually wanted the weather to be worse because he just wanted to run the ball. So what do you think of just the fact that Montana State kind of has this front-loaded schedule with all these home games so early? I think, like I said, Coulter, I think this is exactly what a newer program needs. And when you have a first-year head coach, when you've got a new offensive coordinator, a new defensive coordinator, all of the trials that this program had to overcome with not only COVID, but of course, Jeff Choate moving on to Texas and having all of those changes and transitions. I think it's nice for this program to have some stability in that they have a little bit of an easier schedule to start off their season. And of course they have home field advantage through these first five games. I think that they needed that to, to not only gain confidence within themselves, but within the entire team to understand these new offensive and defensive schemes that Coach Vegan has been implementing since he got here in February. I personally think this is what you need when you have a brand new team, and I think that this team has gained the confidence and has gained the understanding and trust between each other to then move on into this next half of the season and play those tougher opponents such as, you know, the Grizz, obviously, in in November and Eastern Washington. Coming up in about 10, 15 minutes, we got our weekly fantasy football advice segment. So if you want to start asking me some questions, send some texts to the text line, 406-888-1029. Andrew Houghton will forward those along to me from the back. You got questions, comments, you want to know who to start over who in your fantasy football league? All of that, we got that for you coming up on a wing at Wednesday here in about 10 minutes. Uh, but also, you will be entered, if you do engage in the conversation, for an opportunity to win a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. We do this each and every Wednesday here on Nuanez Now. So get those texts coming right now. Fancy football comments, commentary, advice, whatever. Hit me with it, and we'll go over those here in, a, in about 10 minutes. Alex Esserman joining us here now on Nuanez Now. It's the Montana State Minute. And one other guy I got to ask you about, I know he has uh, started to build momentum in, t- in terms of people talking about him, but he had a breakout game. His first 100-yard game as a Bobcat, that's Elijah Elliott. And uh, he's awesome to watch, very, very fun kid to watch. Uh, but just your impressions of the young kid from Portland, because uh, I think we kind of saw it coming with fall and spring balls, watching him in practice, but now he's kind of showing the rest of the league what he's all about mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, Coulter, my favorite thing about Elijah, so we spoke with him a couple weeks ago after his first uh, career touchdown and at Bobcat Stadium. And my one of my favorite stories so far this season is he said when he was running into the end zone, he was looking up and looking at himself running into the end zone and scoring his first touchdown with a big smile on his face. And he that type of energy from a, from a newcomer is, so exciting because you know that they're so excited to be there. They're so excited to continue to build off of the early success that they're having within their pro, within uh, their their beginning years of being a college 
athlete. And I think the sky's the limit for Elijah Elliott. And I think he believes that too. I think his teammates see that. I think his coaches see that. And I, again, I mean, what's better than being able, he just, he just loved that moment. He was soaking it in and feel good stories like that. You just have to love. You do have to love. I got to tell you a story about Eric Zambrano because I think you'll like this as well. Eric Zambrano, sophomore corner there at Montana State. He had his first career pick last week, and I interviewed him on a media day. And it was my first time talking to him in person because I had talked to him when he was getting recruited but had never talked to him in person. And uh, what a funny guy, but also what a uh, confident kid because I asked him, I said, you know, what's it like trying to break into the lineup as a young guy? Because he played a lot as a freshman too. And uh, he said, sure. he goes, Psh, are you kidding me? I'm the best corner of the Big Sky Conference. People don't even know what's coming. I <laughs> love that he was so confident, but I think that's what it takes to play corner. And, and he's starting to he's starting to back up that talk with his play as well. You know, Coulter, I think that there are a lot of players on Montana State's team that have this quiet confidence about themselves. It's not I, – I love it because it's not an arrogance or, or – a cockiness to it. It's just they're they have this confidence about their personal game, but at the end of the day, they're all about the team. Like when I talked to Will, uh, Willie Patterson um, before the season started, I said, you know, who do you think had a breakout fall camp? And he was like, Willie P. It's Willie P.'s time. I'm like, okay, <laughs> love it. Same with Daniel Hardy. I said, who do you think had a breakout fall camp? Who do you think really did did uh, the best that they could do? And he said, I think me. I think it was me. <laughs> and I said, great, but they don't act like, you know, that can come off as um, being arrogant, but th- they don't come off like that at all. It's, uh, it's at the end of the day all about the team, but you have to have that personal confidence within yourself. And I think those two things meshing together is what made this team so successful early on in the season. Well, last thing for you then, Alex, this weekend, homecoming weekend, Cal Poly coming to town, and yet again, Another rebuilding mm-hmm. program that's uh, struggled so far this season and a, and a Montana State team that seems to continue to gain confidence. So uh, there's no real reason to expect anything but a big, another big Bobcat victory on Saturday, right? Yeah, I, I would say so, Coulter. I would say so. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think that one guy to really watch out for is, is Matt Shotwell. I think that, you know, leading tackler for Cal Poly the past three seasons, and it doesn't look like it's going to be much different this upcoming season. And then I'm really interested to see how their offense is. I've heard that they, they've played four to five different quarterbacks so far this season, so uh, the scheme has to be pretty vast, and I know that Coach Vegan and the rest of the, um, the defense are watching quite a, quite a bit of film uh, this week prior to homecoming. Well, Bo Baldwin, one of the best offensive minds Big Sky's seen. We had Nick Edwards on the show earlier this week, the offensive coordinator for Cal Poly, another guy with deep Big Sky Conference roots. So Cal Poly, they'll get it figured out. That coaching staff knows how to win in this league because they did it for a lot of years at Eastern Washington. So we'll see how long it takes them to get Cal Poly turned around. But either way, Alex Eshelman, she joins us once a week here on Nuanez Now. She is a reporter at SWX Montana Television in Bozeman, bringing us the Montana State Minute. Alex, a true pleasure. Thanks for coming on live this week. We'll, uh, we, uh, we appreciate it, and we hope to hear from you again soon. Coulter, as always, such a privilege to be on your show. It's the best across the Treasure State, and uh, I'm excited to be back next Wednesday. There you go. Montana State Minute, Alex Eshelman. You got fancy football questions? You want hot wings? How about both? 888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. Text us your fancy football questions, and you will be entered to win 12 wings, the best in Missoula, 
from the Despo, Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. It's a Wing It Wednesday coming at you hot next here on Nuanas Now. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Radio Missoula. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio, Northwest Motorsport. You can find them online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. It's also Trucktober. That means trucks, trucks, and more trucks. You can get financing as low as 1.99% APR. So go visit Northwest Motorsport either here in Missoula, corner of Stevens and Mount, or online, nwmsrocks.com. It's time now for a Wing of Wednesday, presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Do this every Wednesday, giving you a dozen wings from the Desperado. The baseball playoffs rolling right now. One of the best baseball bars in Montana is the Desperado, absolutely. Go down there, get some wings. Maybe watch some Yankees Red Sox like was on last night. We got a little Dodgers Cardinals tonight. Uh, no better place to watch baseball than the Desperado. No better place to have wings than the Desperado as well. Baseball playoffs aside, we're doing fancy football as part of our Desperado giveaway these days. I'm doing well in my fancy football. My ABC Fox League that I'm uh, here with some of my colleagues here on SWX, who are uh, which we're broadcasting on right now. I'm 4-0 in that one, so feeling pretty good about that. Had a nice little auction-style draft, and uh, it's going pretty good for me so far. So uh, I've had some, some good standout performances. I always love having some of my guys on my squad. That squad I got, Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. So it's easy for me to follow those guys. But probably one of my breakout guys on multiple of my rosters. Actually, I got a pair of them. Debo Samuel, which I feel proud that I was able to nail uh, his productivity because he's been uh, really, really involved with the Niners and uh, – that's not that surprising. He was just hurt last year, so that's why his production dipped a little bit, but he's been rolling along right now. He's been great. They give him the ball in a variety of fashion. The other guy's been outstanding, though, as well, and and uh, I'm not going to say I predicted this one, but I did take a little bit of a flyer because I thought this team was going to throw the ball a ton, and they have, and uh, that is Jamar Chase from LSU. He opted out of last season but reunited with Joe Burrow, and uh, he looks dang good. Uh, so far so uh, that's that's my ABC Fox Montana team I know as the old saying goes no one cares about your fantasy football team but I know uh, we do and uh, hopefully you do as well and uh, I care about yours that's the whole point I like giving you the wings and uh, I also like giving you the advice here's a text from a listener Chris Carson Chubba Humbard or Damian Williams 
Uh, if you're going to ask me these to include the opponents of who they're going against, because that's important. I think who players are playing against sometimes uh, is is especially if you're talking about like what you're talking about here with these guys. This is probably an RB two start, maybe a flex. So um, I think that who they're playing is definitely part of the equation. Um, I like Chris Carson. He's been produ- I have him on a couple teams, and he's been productive for me as well. Uh, Chubba Hubbard for the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers, they play this week against the Eagles. I mean, that could be an, advantage, an advantageous matchup because the Eagles are not great defensively, and they've been struggling uh, a little bit so far this season as well. Um, and then Damian Williams for the Bears. The Bears, who do the Bears play this week? Guys, I think I'm, I think I'm leaning towards Chris Carson. Uh, I, I just I like Carson. I've underrated Carson for several years now, so uh, I think I think my answer is Chris Carson. So thanks for that. Thanks for that question. Thanks for that uh, entry. Uh, I guess C- Carson is questionable though, per Andrew. So thanks Andrew for that tidbit. So I don't know. I feel like Chris Carson with the style that he plays, the way he runs, he's often questionable. I feel like Chris Carson has been questionable with an ankle. For pretty much the duration of his time in Seattle. So, um, I don't know. I think that keep an eye on it for sure. But if Carson does go, uh, I would say go. I I would definitely say go with Chris Carson. Um, I I just think he's the best of those players. Another guy we've been getting tons of questions about is uh, Damian Harris from New England. And, uh, I, I mean, he definitely is the guy. He's like the last man standing there. But they're not really running the ball. They did early. He had 100 yards in their opener against Miami. And then he had a bunch of fantasy points against the Jets because he scored uh, a touchdown. But just 10 carries over the last two weeks. He had four carries for negative four yards last week. New England was pretty much dead set on just throwing the ball all over the place. And I think with the emergence of Mac Jones and the fact that he did look pretty good, uh, I would actually stay away from Damian Harris at this moment because I think the – the uh, even it's different this day and age. Uh, honestly, a lot of times when you have a young quarterback, it sounds funny, but giving them a whole bunch of passing opportunities is actually sort of the trend now. Uh, just because that keeps them in the rhythm, in, in rhythm a lot better. You don't have to do necessarily nearly as many pre-snap uh, reads. He doesn't have to count the box as much. Just in terms of getting into the right play in your run game, you can just call a pass play and uh, then just hope to execute. So I think that New England is going to roll with Joe Burrow, excuse me, with uh, um, Mac Jones and let him throw as as, as much as possible. And uh, so maybe I would stay away from Damian Harris. Again, you want to be involved in this conversation? You want to enter to win a basket of wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill? Well, give us a call or shoot us a text. Easiest to text us, 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. Uh, the other thing to keep an eye on, though, is you're going to want to make that decision about Chris Carson because he uh, is on – it's a Thursday night game this week for the Seahawks. So keep an eye on that as well. I, sorry, I was just re- realizing what the actual schedule was. So uh, you're going to get the alert early, but you're going to have to pull the trigger. So I would set an alarm uh, on your phone and uh, to, to see where you're at. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I think that – the Bears don't really have anybody left right now either, so Damian Williams might be a guy too. I don't know. I, I would play it by ear. I, if Carson plays, play him, but you're going to want to have an alarm on your phone before that game kicks off on Thursday night so that you know if he's not going to play, 
and then you can take him out and play one of those other two guys. You have a couple more days left to think about it. Anybody else have questions? Give us a call. We're not going to continue to talk about fantasy football as much, but we will get to your questions if you do have them in the second hour because our one's in the books, and our main guy, Jeff Safford, just walked in. Voice of the Missoula Paddleheads will join us to talk all things baseball. Also coming up about 5.30, Joey Elwell. He's our Grizz Star of the Week, an H-back out of Boise, Idaho. He'll join us here live on Nuanas now as well. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 